and welcome to Movie Film Studios, the only podcast that takes you inside the mind of two film studio executives as we unravel and then re-ravel the best that Hollywood has to offer. I'm Isaac. And I'm AJ. And today we sat down in our Movie Film Studio Memorial Theatre and watched absolutely nothing. We actually sat back and listened to all of our old episodes and picked out all the best bits from it, put it together in our little podcast-making machine and spat out an episode full of all the great stuff that we've produced over the last few weeks. Enjoy. I believe we released the uh, animated, 3D animated film called The Salary Movie. We did. It was a salt and battery for a while. Yeah, it was. There was a working title there. I'm glad we ditched that in the end. <laughs> I still don't think it was the, the best title of the film. No. So this was a, a film whereby we market it for children, uh, but it was as intense as The Godfather. That's that's generally it. So I was talking um, uh, to one of the production team down at... Um, MFW uh, Digital, so yes. Movie Film Workshops yes. uh, Digital. And I was saying it's, it's a bit of a shame that it was such a highbrow conceptual film and mm. it's a shame that it never got a cinematic release. Oh, didn't it? And they, they looked at me mm. quizzically and I was like, well, what's that look for? And I was like, yeah, it came out. <laughs> it's, it's already been and gone. And I was just like, how, how did I miss this? And apparently there's this phenomenon with uh, kids' 3D animated films yeah. that they come out and then no one remembers them at all and i'm just like how is that possible and they're like do you know that they made a madagascar's penguins film Did the they? penguins had a standalone feature-length animated film really it, it, there's this whole bunch of these films just fall into this nexus of they come out they disappear they end up on netflix and are constantly on like uh, play loops okay. for, for toddlers yep, yep. so i think that's probably where is that where our film is right now yeah i mean we again have not managed to secure a deal with netflix for release yeah we are still in the works with our own digital distribution platform yep um, but yeah, that's that's sort of where the nut job over the hedge. You know, the nut job is getting a nut job too. It may or may not have already come out. It's impossible to tell. There's this collective amnesia when it comes to like these mediocre kids animated films. Did you know they made a spin-off of Cars called Planes? Yes, there's a second Planes called Planes what? and Automobiles, and they're like fire and rescue. I have no. What's going what? on? See, this is the thing. There's so many of these that come out, it's impossible to track. I didn't even know that our own movie had been and gone at the cinema. We thought we'd fast track it. Um, and in the process of fast tracking it, we actually fast tracked our digital distribution platform as well. Oh, nice. I was yeah. going to ask about that this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's currently only got tequila gold on it. Right. Okay. Uh, there is nothing else on this service. It does cost about 15 bucks a month and you can only stream tequila gold on it. But everyone starts small, right? Exactly. Like Netflix yeah. didn't launch with in a massive back catalogue of, of content. Um, now, Isaac, what did we call that little platform again? The our, our digital streaming our platform. Our digital streaming platform, It's yeah. um, MFS mm. uh, W-D-D-S-P. Uh, <laughs> okay. It's, um, yeah, so it's uh, Movie Film Studios... Yep. Uh, workshop digital yep. digital distribution platform. Great. Um, we only refer to the acronym <laughs> as um, MFS WDDP. Um, uh, which uh, I mean, most people are just calling it Mufusrababadud, um, which is fine. Uh, it's um, it's getting a lot of um, SEO. Like everyone oh, who types great. it in goes that's straight great. there, straight because, to it. Because yeah. there's, there's nothing else out there yeah, that yeah, yeah. adds even remotely close yeah. to what that stands for. Um, so we haven't yet got Google to recommend it if they sort of spell a letter wrong, if they use the wrong character. So, but we'll yeah. get there. They have to type it out exactly like that. Because initially. For now. I, I went with Netflix, mm-hmm. but like without the oh, X, yeah, yeah. so it was as Net F L I C K S. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but 
Netflix actually already owns Netflix. <sighs> And um, Net Netflix, and like they've they've been super litigious in like <laughs> buying all of those domain names. That anything yep. remotely sounding like yeah, it yeah, yeah. Um, is, is already gone. Yep. Um, we've taken the same uh, approach, mm. and we've got um, MFS W D D D P S MFS W D D D P T, and like so any any letter that's anywhere close to yeah. any of those letters, I've yep. bought all of the domain names. Right. Um, and re- re- redirected them back okay. to um, <laughs> and um, so anyone who's even remotely close to coming to our website yeah, will yeah. actually get there for that digital and distribution and if you sign up for it now that's where all of our films will be exclusively released yeah um, at least after they've come out in the cinema or whenever we decide to put them on there I'm not sure if you got the email flights booked to Greece um, oh yeah great great uh, did we buy that island uh, we did great and, and what we're doing as well because obviously um quite a lot of that um intellect like the intellectual property we're going to shoot in greece is obviously now in uh, out of uh, copyright and in the sort of creative commons sort of domain yeah, in yeah. the public domain we decided that one of the more sensible things to do there as well is shoot every like a remake uh, Popham's remake of every movie ever set in greece <laughs> and we can hold on to it for 100 years or so yep. until it like uh comes back you know so we're doing um uh, Mamma Mia, I believe, is set on a Greek island, so we're going to shoot a, uh, a very Puffins Mamma Mia. Just wait until that lapses into the public domain, and then we can release that. Great. Um, we're even yep. doing uh, a very Puffins Greece. <laughs> Technically not set in Greece, but there was but, a bit uh, of confusion. We thought we might as well do it anyway, so... Okay, yeah. I like it. Uh, and that We have no other... <laughs> we can't think of any other films set in no Greece, can we? No other films set in Greece, no. <laughs> None whatsoever. In fact, yeah, there probably haven't been any other films set in Greece, right? Who knows? Who knows? I think my big fat Greek writing too. Again, I haven't seen any of them. It's got the word Greek in there. We'll, we'll do it anyway. And we'll set this one in Greece. I'm very right. Puppum's my Great. big fat Greek wedding. You may have seen the reports in the papers, and obviously it was on the international news. Mm-hmm. And Macaulay Culkin took his role too seriously. Oh no! Like I mean, we've seen it growing behind his eyes for the last twenty years. That uh, slow descent into maniacal insanity. Oh no! As soon as he was dressed up as Hermes, the homicidal tree monster, he went full method. Oh, no. Um, we, obviously, our thoughts and prayers go out to the, the family of the, the cast that we'd, uh, we'd involved. Oh, no. Uh, and uh, Macaulay's trial is upcoming. We are not allowed to speak about it, uh, lest we uh, influence... Um, uh, we, we're supposed to be impartial in the whole process, and our yeah. lawyers have said that beyond... Letting people know that we, we're deeply sorry for what has occurred. We're, we're not allowed to talk about it, and I think we should just leave it at that. Okay, this explains why our lawyers down on the factory floor seem to be in much more of a flurry of activity than usual. I mean, uh, re- really anything to distract them from overthrowing us is just... Uh, I mean, well, is a, yeah, it's but, I mean, almost... I mean, I don't want to say blessing, but, I mean, it's kind of a... a exactly. Uh, uh, movie Film Studios' position is, at, at the moment, officially mm. impartial. Okay, Okay. And that's, that is all that is going to be said. Okay. So this means that environmentally conscious is not... not, not Oh, out. no. We've filmed all the events that are happening. We can't release it. It's, it's currently evidence. Ah, uh, um, okay. Uh, once the trial's over, we'll get the cinematic release. So that's... Well, you know what we could do in the meantime? We could do what um, Francis Ford Coppola did on Apocalypse Now and have a documentary shoot on the side as well about the filming of that film. So they made a documentary called Heart of Darkness, which was all about how hard it was to shoot Apocalypse Now and all the problems they had with Marlon Brando and this and that. Could could we do that? I was thinking more of like a um, uh, 
uh, premium podcast, which sort like sort of in the oh, va- yeah. in the vein of like serial yep. or even Netflix original series Making a Murderer, Ooh, yeah. uh, or the Jinx, yeah. where it's the the gritty true type crime story of environmentally conscious. Yeah, I like this. I like this. Yeah, and I mean I'm- it may tide us over while exactly. the actual film is financially in limbo. Yeah, exactly yeah. and then obviously just massive buzz leading up to the release once those uh, yeah, once that yeah. footage is released from um, from the evidence archives okay so. that's fine yeah, we've got we can, to do that that's good i mean uh, good I, I i like your thinking always always thinking about uh, Mate, seizing gotta, opportunities to monetize uh, what's going on got to so. be optimistic about these things right like you have a lemon make lemonade exactly. and then sell it for a grossly inflated when price you, when you have murder make make murder aid <laughs> You know how we rushed in pr- into production uh, our digital distribution platform, which was, of course, called... Mufasawadada. Which stands for... Movie Film Workshops. Uh, uh, pr- yeah, d- digital. Digital, digital, digital distribution. distribution pla- There's this weird thing where there's two digitals next to one another. So Movie Film Workshops, digital, digital, digital distribution, distribution platform. platform. That's so, it. And you have to remember that the P at the end is silent. Yep. So it's Mufasawadada. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we rushed that into production which uh, we thought was a great idea. The problem is we didn't really work on the security for it, so uh, we were hacked. Right. Yeah. Was it the Pirate Bay? Was it Torrent? Uh, it, was, uh, it was Spielberg. Spielberg? Steven Spielberg. Spielberg? Yeah. He was colluding with the Russians. I mean, think of all the films he's made that aren't wholesome and American. There's many of them. Uh, and uh, he went in. He, he, he himself, he actually... It wasn't even a thing where he hacked us over the internet. He broke into the studios. Old uh, sort of cat burglar style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, went downstairs to our mainframe basement. Nothing is safe anymore. Nothing is sacred. Uh, and he stole everything. Everything. He stole uh, the film we already had on there, which was Tequila Gold. Uh, and he also stole the spec script for Cretation. Uh, he stole and, and all the concept art. I imagine. all the concept art. I mean, I, he, it's, he, it's mostly his own art from his own films. <laughs> exactly, but he stole it all. Yeah, we did. We did sort of take it from uh, Indiana Jones and Jurassic. <laughs> and pretty but he much. took it. He took it all. Yeah. He 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 basically thought, well, this has my name all over it, so therefore it's mine. Uh, he took the he took the actual server as well. Uh, so the distri- the digital distribution platform needs to be rebuilt. Uh, it's being rebuilt right now. I don't know if you can hear all the hammering and the drilling and the jackhammering in the background. I don't know why the jackhammering to install the server, but it's just the way it is these days. I don't ask. I don't ask these questions. Um, so the thing is, we've lost a lot. We've lost um, all the progress on that film. So, I mean, that's... But we will rebuild. Life finds a way. Life does find a way. Which is from a film. And I can't it, remember and it belongs right in a museum. It does, yep. And um, <laughs> and that's No Moon. That is No Moon. <laughs> I was actually trying to think of Spielberg films specifically. Okay. Uh, I, I was like, that's No Moon. Was that the colour purple or was that Schindler's List? I can't really remember <laughs> where that quote comes from. Uh, Here's the problem. We went out and we found... Stephen King with yep. a V, yep. V King, mm-hmm. uh, convinced him to quit his job as a uh, tax consultant yep. and come work for us writing um, gritty post-apocalyptic children's books. Yep. All good. He sat down, mm-hmm. uh, rocked out the apart square bracket meant universe, yep. a series of books, eight books, you churned know, them out. Yeah, New York Times bestseller. They were, recall. absolutely. Yeah. Um, also, fun fact, it was his birthday last week. We threw him a little party in the yeah. office. Now yeah. we can credit him as being celebrated author uh, Stephen King. Yes. So um, that's uh, that. we can add that into the trailer. The issue is uh, our legal department signed a contract with him. They gave us exclusive film rights. Yep. 
he didn't think that a two-hour film could do justice to his broad universe. Oh, you're kidding me. And optioned off the rights... To who? To uh, to Netflix, to do a 10-part, a 10-episode <sighs> series per book. The issue is the kids' books are only 10 pages each. Yeah. So each page of the book gets its own episode. Um, I tell you, we were spewing... Um, God damn it. And it's a, it's a massive missed opportunity. We have since uh, rectified the, the clause in his contract, yep. which means we have exclusive rights for all media. Right. Unfortunately, now Netflix has the uh, the series coming out, the apart square bracket meant. That's insane. And, uh, we yeah. made that man. We, we lifted Who him he up. Is. Now, now, to be fair, he has written a, a gritty uh, clown novel about the dangers of social media called At, and it's just <laughs> the At symbol. Um and and we have optioned that off. Oh, so brilliant! In the not too distant future, we should be uh, we should be releasing the film at, at yep um about yeah the the dangers of of social media in the yep. modern world with this sort of like clown slash sort of internet okay. troll sort of uh, that, feel to it. Yep. But um know the apartment square back meant from movie film studios. Look, I I wish Netflix the best of luck with that film or that series that they're going to do. I don't think they can do it justice. No. I, I Look, I've seen nothing good come out of Netflix ever. So, um, yeah, best of luck, Netflix. Well done. I didn't actually realise that was the plot of the film. When I first saw the title, I assumed it was a Stephen King-style um, creepy snowman. Wait, almost, like, almost like a dark retelling of Frosty the Snowman. Wait, which, fr- which Stephen King are you talking about, uh, though? P.H. King. Oh, okay. I mean, V. King is actually working on a creepy v- version of uh, Frosty the Snowman as well. <laughs> So uh, maybe maybe that's what we, yes. do. we do. And he's calling it Frost. Nothing to do with the exactly. the other film called Frost Nixon. <laughs> totally different. But that's the sequel where it's, okay. it, is, it is the creepy snowman Jack Frost. Not <laughs> Frosty the Snowman versus, versus President Nixon. President Nixon. <laughs> I love at the end of Jackie Chan films how they have the, um, the credit sequence of him injuring himself yeah, doing his own yeah, stunts. Yeah. And I just imagine those post-credit sequences are just going to get longer and longer the older <laughs> he gets just because there's uh, so many more hips to break and bones to... It's kind of sad to think about it, isn't it? Like... Yeah, that's right. Jackie Chan is getting older and he might not be able to do this stuff uh, for much longer. Um, but I mean, look, I, I'm not, I've never been a huge fan of the films that he's done uh, for an American audience or yes, with a, yeah. an American crew. I don't know if this is an American film, to be, to be fair. It's but set in London. It's got, I mean, Pierce Brosnan playing an Irishman for the first time. I share, and it's directed by Martin Campbell, who did uh, GoldenEye and Casino Royale and Green Lantern. Um, so... <laughs> I, you know, it could be, it could be good. Yeah, I don't know. It could I mean, be the Green Lantern, though. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's nice to see Jackie Chan still out and about. But it yep, doesn't doing really, his thing. it doesn't hold a candle to his Hong Kong films. Um, those films are amazing, and they, I can't see this being that, like that. No, but, but I mean, still, you know, it is nice to see Jackie Chan, even though he has age, still doing his thing, yeah. climbing up walls, leaping oh, out. The great scene, the, the my favorite scene in that trailer was he's in a house somewhere, uh, and there's four baddies in there, and he opens up a suitcase, and somehow then he has a gun, and then he goes around a corner, and he's hiding from them uh, as they're shooting at him, and then one of the crooks comes around the corner and just blasts the corner, and he's not there. But he's like perched he's above perched him like Spider Man. <laughs> yeah. It's 
I want to see Jackie Chan as Spider-Man. <laughs> is, can they do like, a, a you know, Logan is like old uh, Wolverine. Yeah. Can they do old Spider-Man and have Jackie Chan come in I as watch old that. Spider-Man? I don't care about continuity. I don't care. Like, yeah, uh, Spider-Man's meant to be some like Brooklyn kid. I don't give a shit. Like, I want to see. <laughs> Just him, him firing his webs and they only go like two feet and they splutter out. It's like there's no impetus behind it. He's, he's, yeah. Liam Neeson is really he's looked at the market right and he's seen like mm. Hugh Grant he's got his thing right he's always like bumbling full in love yeah. and then you know you've got uh, um, uh, Matt Damon always being saved right that's his thing <laughs> yeah. Liam Neeson his whole career will henceforth just be a man just an ordinary man with yep. a set of ordinary skills <laughs> extraordinary <laughs> skills what on oh, what again I'm on in this yeah. vehicle yeah. oh but, dear but this is just like uh, 2000 Liam Neeson to 2020 Liam Neeson because before that he was doing Rob Roy he oh, was doing yeah. Schindler's List he was doing some really sort of great films of many yeah. different genres yeah, how do you think he got his extraordinary skills <laughs> to be fair, it was smuggling you know be, people in berlin to be fair that whole ordinary man with an extraordinary set of skills i mean schindler's list does fit that description quite well so i think he's just been doing it for his entire career yeah but now he's got the opportunity like now it's 2017 right he would yeah. just be him on a spaceship and then what's that <laughs> oh there's you know you've got to go find this specific person and oh dear so we watched uh in preparation for this and we, you may remember from last week uh the film was uh, blockers yes and then we also watched a trailer for a film called Daddy's Home 2 but it was so bad that we decided not to talk about it yeah. um, both of those films have uh, John Cena John in it Cena and, in and, and John Cena is Ferdinand, Ferdinand the, 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 the Bull, bull. Um, I, he's doing well I mean making that transition we haven't cast him in anything pretty yet pretty soon he's gonna he's gonna get uh, in um, in quotation marks middle name just like Dwayne yep. The Rock Johnson <laughs> you know you've made it when you have uh, an inside I, I have no idea what his wrestler name was or I whether he was just John Cena yeah. or like Balderman John Balderman <laughs> Cena um, he needs a the John the Balderman the Balderman yeah, yeah. this is a weird thing to say but even though he's fully clothed in the trailer I can just see him with his shirt off. Like, it just feels like his shirt is off and he just the, doesn't the belong there. The bulk of his body yeah. it cannot be contained cannot, by clothing. Yeah. It shows through whatever yeah, he's, he's doing. Yeah, he's meant to be wearing these kind of, like, schlubby dad clothes, like a plaid shirt and some... Actually, exactly what Isaac's wearing right now. <laughs> um, but because he is so burly and so built, it's just, it looks weird. It looks like it's been painted on and it just, like, you know, you've got perfectly, um, you know... Uh, medium body um, build of Leslie Mann and Ike, what's his name? Baron, Baron Holtz. Holtz, yeah. And then you've just got this hulking tank of a man next to To them. be fair, I think Ike Baron Holtz must be about 6'4 and reasonably built. He, really? He, he, just, he looks, he looks, looks minuscule. He looks weedy next to John Cena. John Cena. Yeah. Well done, Dwayne <laughs> Johnson. See, the thing is, you can say, if he wants, if he wants his name to be Dwayne Johnson, that's fine. Yeah. I'm still going to leave the pause for The Rock. <laughs> so I'm like, good work, Dwayne. Johnson, Johnson. <laughs> and you, say, you have to say the rock in your head as much as he doesn't want it anymore it's still there and there's but nothing you can do about it you know the weird thing is as well even if you take out the rock you still have to say his last name yeah. you can't just say hey Dwayne how are you going it's always going to be hey Dwayne Johnson how are you going <laughs> aesthetically they're sort of hitting upon similar notes there um, and I feel like it's purely because one studio found out that the other studio is doing something I, like this. I disagree. I really just think that Blue Sky is just buying up children's books and oh, okay. the fact that it's a, like about a bull is like, oh, kids love animals. Is it beloved children's book? I don't know. It's a children's book. <laughs> I'm not sure. Let's turn it into it. I, I think aesthetically 
the um Coco falls into uh there's there's um was it Book of the Dead? What's the there was an animated film from a, a few years oh, yes. ago. Uh with uh Guillermo del Toro, I believe, produced it. Um, yeah. it might have been Book of the Dead or something And similar. then and then I think you said there's a, a video game, the Grim Fandango series. Yes, like Grim, I think very aesthetically old. I would say Pixar's drawing more on that than I mean again, Pixar you can't really claim ever steals things or borrows ideas no. they they very much um <laughs> they try and set the trend and they do quite a good job of it but those those aesthetics i think are more influences of over coco than than the uh, yeah, spanish yeah, bull yeah. i think you know no i just yeah anyway this is my theory anyway that um all these animation studios tend to just sort of leapfrog onto something that is of the moment or... i mean isn't that the whole premise of our podcast is that we we uh, identify what are the trends and try and make films on it because yeah, that's we, that's a guaranteed money maker we, we can't be the front runners for everything we can we sometimes have to be the vultures that uh, pick over the scraps you and, know what? and feed ourselves that way you're absolutely right and i applaud any other studio that's doing exactly. the exact same thing that blue sky is i mean <laughs> a, a shining beacon of how we should model ourselves in fact you know, maybe we should change our ni- name to like to <laughs> To the the azure above, I don't know. Uh, sure, whatever. Um, we can't, you know. The, the it's like a conga line, right? Someone yeah. has to be at the front of the conga line. That's right. Yeah. Pix- and there's only one spot. Pixar is there at the moment. Yep. Eventually, Pixar will get tired and have to sit down and rest their feet. Yeah. You can't conga forever. No. And eventually, the people at the back of the conga line <laughs> get to the front. And that's uh, that's what we've got to do. Currently, we're holding the hips of Blue Sky <laughs> and following in their lead, and they're following in Pixar's lead. But one day, one day, we'll be the front runner. So, is anyone behind us? I can't feel anyone there, but who knows? <laughs> okay. If our lawyers ever sort of leave us and split off from us, they might turn into a studio themselves and just yeah. join the queue. But uh, we're going to very much fight for that not to happen. There's a lot of horror films, and usually it's just a single entity of some kind that's terrorizing a group of people, or it might be two or three entities at, yeah, at the yeah. most. This trailer had the gall to write on screen five hundred spirits in this one house. Oh, it really- it's, it's just sort of like it, like it literally cuts goes spirits, demons, yeah. ghosts, poltergeists, yeah. specters, yeah, uh, and, and just like everything, every, every word that you can think of for like these demonic apparitions. Yeah. it just it actually says those words on screen and cuts. Yeah. It's like we got them all, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come down to Crazy Winchester's house. We've got spirits. We've got ghouls. We've got them out the wazoo. This week's special uh, two to one on apparitions. <laughs> Enter the bedroom and for the price of one, you'll see two apparitions. Uh, so you shut your pants. They're flying out the door. Uh, that's what it's like. Yeah, it's it's um it's the it is the movie film studio approach of like uh instead of one all yeah. just like <laughs> just back up the truck and dump <laughs> everything out yeah, and uh, put, and that'll put do. In. Put him in. I also got a slight hints of a film called Predestination, which is an Australian film. Oh, yeah. And it also had Ethan Hawke, Also right? starring Ethan Hawke as well, um, which is, um, again, much more of a sci-fi time-traveling concept. Um, but uh, there's, yeah, there's shades of it in there. I don't know if it's just because Ethan Hawke is it in is it. It is just That's, because. Because, okay, I mean, that, the, yeah. the same brothers who did Predestination did that vampire one with Ethan Hawke they, as well, right? Yeah, so. he's in a lot of their films. Yeah. Uh, Daybreakers is that one. Yeah. Um, the Spearig Brothers. Why do I know that? I, and I, not I, got, Kenneth I also Branagh. got sort of shades of, of of White Fang. I may just be thinking of Ethan Hawke. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was also that. Oh, I I also was thinking of um, 
I got Shades of the Purge as well. Yeah, and, and Gattaca. And Gattaca, yeah. And before yeah. Sunset and After Sunrise and Until Midnight <laughs> and all of those Linkletter films yeah, that he's in. and Boyhood. Boy, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Just, that, just, I, I don't, have no idea why. It just I, felt like there was something there that connected all these films together yeah, and knows. it was that. We've sent a cease and desist to Ron Howard and um, and the, the people at uh, Disney. I've sent him a cease and desist to stop him from making um, any more Da Vinci Code films. But, <laughs> that's, uh, a, that's a separate that's a lawsuit. Totally separate lawsuit. It's um, a class action with that one. The movie film studios are not the only people yeah, involved. Yeah, I've sent one to Tom Hanks as well and any other French actress that they get to recast that role <laughs> that Audrey Tattoo. Tattoo? Sure. sure, whatever two, um, two. that she <laughs> that she played in the first and then mysteriously disappeared from the second and I guess there was a third at some point I think the, the issue with it is she disappeared from the second film because the second film it was supposed to be set or it was written before the first one anyway it doesn't I, really matter anyway. are any of the original actors in this yeah, film they all, they all, like the main guy uh, and uh, the main girl yep uh, Effie from Skins who was in one of our favourite films Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean 5 yep Dead, Dead Men, Men Chesty Tales. Um, they were both in the first one. I think Julianne Moore was in the original. I okay. think she's subsequently dropped off. This one does actually have an ensemble cast of people that you recognise. So it's got uh, Littlefinger from Game of Thrones. Yep. It has um, Jojen from Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much just all the characters who have died in Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah, they've been um, freed up. Uh, have yeah now con- just signed on. Like I think they must. The studio must be just next door. <laughs> and then as they like read their final scripts, dejected that their characters are finally yeah, dead. Yeah, but, yeah. Like there's a guy at the gate. Go, hey guys, you want to be in the next Maze Runner film? Yep. Like, don't have a job. Might as well come across. So, so what about Sean Bean? Yep, he was he was the Maze in the first one. I- <laughs> Um. Uh. Yeah. Look, I have I have no idea what Sean Bean's up to, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll see that in cinemas sometime yeah. later. I don't Having know said when. that, uh, it's actually kind of an exciting time for movie film studios because, um, most of the films that we've reviewed trailers for mm. are starting to come out. Yeah. So, like, we we did Geostorm, and we we're we very did. excited about Geostorm. Yep. Um, downsizing came out at the yeah. at the movies. Sure I think we did. mentioned downsizing in our, uh, in our second episode. So Jum- that's Jumanji's, Jumanji's out about soon. to come yeah, out. I Boxing Day. Boxing Day uh, release here in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, very very excited about Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle. Yeah. Uh, we may do as we did with the Geostorm. We'll not wait for the Blu-ray release. We no, might have to go private screening. We're go to wait our, for... our private screening. Yeah. Um, uh, might be a bit more difficult private screening because Boxing Day and New Year's Day are, are traditionally the biggest uh, days at the cinema. Yeah. We may look maybe just to be generous. We open up our private screening to the public as well. I think that's a good um, idea. So, it's so very that, charitable of you. It's very Ebenezer Scrooge at the end of A Christmas Carol of you yeah. to do that. <laughs> what day is it today, sir? Why, it's Jumanji screening day. <laughs> it's Jumanji screening day. <laughs> um, I can't wait for Ready Player Two in the year 20. 20- 47 Ooh. when they they go back into in like oh 2017 was the bloody best of all time and it's it's just jj abrams and his old age has come back <laughs> true and it's just JJ like abrams yeah, yeah, yeah Super Ray, owns all the that 80s. stuff yeah abrams owns the noughties and all the ip from that so well you can have it <laughs> this is the kind of film where they took every single weird science techni- uh, technology thing that's in the news right now yes. that's climate change 
uh, space travel and self-driving autonomous vehicles yeah. and jammed it all it together. Really, I, it really should have been called the day after tomorrow, gravity, That's right, White yeah. House down because <laughs> it's got it's got people in space yep. um, trying to survive as space things explode. It yep. has weather catastrophes destroying the world. Yep. It has trying to protect the presidents yes. as things are blowing up. Yes. It is every Roland Emmerich film rolled it into the indeed. one film. It's, it's, um, it's it glorious. It is batshit bananas crazy and it looks, it looks so strange stupid it might actually be fun <laughs> now to anyone that is going to go out and watch this trailer i and i thoroughly urge them to do that watch trailer two first then go back and watch trailer one because this is a crazy insane so difference we in talked tone. about how it had louis armstrong's what a wonderful world with that slow melodramatic mm. cover mm. um building over these sort of shots of things getting destroyed yep. and slow motion buildings collapsing yeah. and people running away from mm-hmm. tidal waves they're exactly the same shots that yeah. they used, used in, in number two. In Only two. I'm, I'm in uh, trailer two. It's a different soundtrack. It's yeah. that Vietnam era, yeah. um, upbeat. Uh, you know, yeah. spaceships flying. Yeah. There's people doing jokes, like these light-hearted jokes yeah. over the same shots that have this very sort of dramatic yeah. feel in the first trailer. It's, it's, uh, it's I couldn't believe the difference in tone. So the first trailer has no dialogue in it whatsoever. It's just a, a collection of shots showing devastation and all the Earth's. Uh, all the climate events that are going on on the planet with the very emotional, very dramatic, pared-down cover of uh, What a Wonderful World. Then trailer two, exact same footage with some more in there. Yeah. No What a Wonderful World, full of quippy, weird, semi-trying-to-be-funny dialogue. Um, and it's like, what is this film? Is it a Is it a drama? Is it a... Is it a comedy? Is I don't it? know. I, I, I think I think like it feels very much like 2012. Yep. Um, because yep. I, I actually I wouldn't be surprised if some of exactly the same shots mm. from 2012 are being used in this film I, of, I, of yep. causeways collapsing, of the earth being ripped apart as trains go flying yep. out of tunnels that yep. no longer connect to anything. Yep. Um, and it, I, I feel as though tonally it's exactly the same kind of film. Oh, for sure. Um, but the, they just can't make up their mind with the trailer, whether yep. they want one trailer to show this uh, yep. gritty, dark, end-of-the-world thing or whether they want mm. the other trailer to be this sort of fun action mm-hmm. uh, comedy. Um, well, I mean, if there's one thing that'll sell you on this film, there's a uh, title card in the middle of it that says, from the producer of Independence Day. Yes. Not the director. Not the director. Not the writer. Not the writer. Not anyone else who has more of a creative input into the film. The producer. producer. And now, they, 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 this, the, I'm sure the producer didn't do anything. They're just like, no. we, we need to claim that we had a producer from Independence Day yeah. in the title. Who is a producer from Independence Day <laughs> that is not doing anything? Who can just do like a set visit one day? Yeah. Can just come by yep. and just say... Oh, well, I mean, what do you think of this? I think it's pretty good. You're no, a producer now <laughs> in the credits. You're in the trailer. Done. <laughs> so how does one get promoted to executive producer? I think you actually have to do something. Oh. No, I th- actually, to be fair, I do actually think it's the other way around. I think you have to do less. I think executive producer is one of those things that they just give you. It's like if you've in, been in a TV show for five seasons, mm. then you're an executive producer, yeah. but you are you don't do anything extra, whereas yeah. the producers do actually do the, yeah, uh, do exactly. the work. So. I mean, it's... It, it, I mean, the the relevance of executive producers really laid to bear when you realise that Steven Spielberg is the executive producer, producer of, 
of the Transformers films. Oh, there was one um, one summer I was working in a cinema where he was he was the executive producer of every film (laughs) that was in the trailer reel. So it was like (laughs) Eagle Eye with Shia LaBeouf. Yep, like just. Every, there was a, probably a Transformers that was released sure. then as yep. well. Just every single film, there was about six of them in that trailer reel, yep. he was an executive producer on. <laughs> I'm like, how? Does, I'm sure he just watches them. I, I'm just like... I don't think he does, though. Like, how, can, how, can, how could someone like Steven Spielberg, who has directed uh, Schindler's List, The Color Purple, um, uh, Munich, how could he watch War something Horse. like tra- War Horse? Yeah. The horse that went to war. Um, no, no, that's, that's fine. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what he has to do. It's just, just like the, the script goes onto his desk. He's like, Eagle Eye. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Executive producer. That's right, yeah. Right. Transformers 3. <laughs> Plane crash. <Yeah>. Transman bomb. <laughs> Executive produce. <laughs> Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh. Executive. Oh, no, I directed that one. Oh. <laughs> Atomic Blonde, 2017, uh, starring Charlize Theron. Theron, I believe it's pronounced. (laughs) There you go. Whatever. Uh, And James McAvoy. That's how you pronounce it, right? No. John Goodman. John Goodman. And Toby Jones, one of our Toby Jones. I do do really like Toby Jones. Uh, And some other actors as well. So, anyway. Uh, So, you forgot um, uh, one of the Skarsgårds. Peter Skarsgård? Peter Skarsgård, Stellan Skarsgård's son and Alexander Skarsgård's brother. Apparently, there's a clan of (laughs) Skarsgårds and there's like seven children and six of them are actors or something like that. And they're getting up against the Culkins, aren't they? Yes, it's it's the Culkins versus the (laughs) Skarsgårds. I think the sea monster kills The sea monster does. Uh, Uh, What's the sea monster called? His Uh, name is Barry. Barry McNibbles. I'm just Barry Nibbles. Well, what's that? You're feeding me a shock today. <laughs> Barry Nibbles, thanks you very much for the... Oh, well, oh, something different on the menu today. It's a British nanny and a pterodactyl. Thank you. Ba- Barry Nibbles likes. Likes it when you vary his diet. Thanks, Barry Nibbles. That is ex- that's cut dialogue from Jurassic World. I mean, I think... we. And again, when we discussed this during the film, Jurassic World would be fantastic if... The dinosaurs could talk. If That's you, right. Yeah. If you dumped over the entire film yeah. and gave and gave the dinosaurs yeah. dialogue, it would actually it would, salvage the. I film. would watch the shit out of that film. So we were like towards the end when the dinosaurs get really oddly human, uh, and they start scheming and plotting, and there's this weird kind of like <laughs> battle royale. Um, they're not. It's weird. You could absolutely just sub in dialogue at that point. Yeah. And the film would be exactly the same. It's like, yeah, sup, bro? It's like, there's this moment at the end where the yeah. T-Rex and the Velociraptor have teamed yeah. up to kill the Indom- Yeah, I, I swear they're going to fist, gonna fist bump. bump. Yeah, They are going to fist bump after they've taken him down. They're just it's like, like, yeah, we're cool. Yeah, cool, right? bro. Cool, yeah. bro. Well, it's like, if you... So you mentioned that uh, to me after we finished watching Jurassic Park that... Um, and don't know if this is true. Someone else go research it. But the T-Rex in Jurassic World has scars. Yeah, scars on its neck that run down the side. That run down the side in apparent reference to the T-Rex from Jurassic Park. I don't know. I, I I thought it was weird that the scars were there. Yeah. And I thought it was like, it could potentially be the same T-Rex, but yeah. it's never really referenced in a, in a lot of no, detail. But let's say it is. So essentially that scene at the end is them burying the hatchet. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so it's like... Um, St- like an uneasy truce. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, you you, uh, you came in the end and, and yeah. kill, killed my bros back in Jurassic Park right. to save yeah. the humans. Hey, dude, what was all that yeah. about? It's like, well, you were jumping all over my neck, buddy. It, it's like the it's like the Christmas truce of World War One. <laughs> exactly. You know, <laughs> one day a year they shall lay down their arms. That's right. And fight against Barry Nibbles. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Man, Barry Nibbles really gets his like uh, moment in the well, sun. At I the end mean, too. he needs he needs a spinoff film. He really. does. <laughs> oh, like it's 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 Blackfish, but this, <laughs> this time it's Barry Nibbles. <laughs> Blackfish two, uh, the Barry Nibbles, the Barry story. Nibbles story. <laughs> oh, would it be like an epic revenge story as well? I don't know how you do it. Like, I mean, again, if we're going back to films from nineteen ninety three, why yep. not revisit Free Willy? <laughs> Just, just a free, free Barry. I just. <laughs> I would like. No, actually, I reckon what happened with Free Willy, uh, Barry McNibbles auditioned for the role of Willy, but was turned down. Oh yeah, because he did try to eat the kid at some point. <laughs> the iconic moment where where he's jumping that's, over yeah, the wall. Yeah, he's just actually got the kid in his mouth. <laughs> he's, he's collected he's him got, on the yeah, way that's through. It. Um, it's like, oh, Barry Nibble, Barry Nibble, I have some little kids. <laughs> and then the director has to come up to Barry Nibbles at the end and go, "Listen, um." We kind of already cast the kids, yeah, and uh, you're gonna have to give him back, and we're gonna have to let you go. Marinibble, no luck. <laughs> we obviously don't like any of the characters, but let's talk about the villain of the piece, I guess, which is the Indominus. Yeah, right? I, I mean, oh god, oh is god. that its name? That doesn't sound right. I think there might be a k sound, like Indominicus. Indominicus, but, but yeah. I, like I, I'm just like let's say dom- the dominant Rex. The dominant Rex, right? Yeah, yeah, Dr. For sure, like Dommy d- Rex. Yeah, Dom. Hey, Dom. Dom. Sup? So Domers. Yeah. Um, I guess was the T Rex from Jurassic Park, but like, um, I mean, I mean, yeah. you quite clearly, um. One of the bigger issues that you raised with me that you hate about the film is that it's just a shell of Jurassic Park. It is. It, it hits the beats of Jurassic Park without having any of the substance. Yeah. And you can draw parallels to everything. And in terms yeah. of um, DR, um, he is the T-Rex. He's His main job is to be a source of fear that escapes and runs yeah. loose and causes terror. And yeah. in that sense, like, yeah. Um, Which is fine, but... The weird thing that they did with this film was that they just kept giving him more powers. Oh, it's it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. He has the ability to lay traps eight moves in yeah. advance. Then he, he can cloak and then he can he, plan and, and lower, lower his uh, thermal thing so it's not yeah. detected on, on the sensors. Comes and, up with like weird strategies and gameplays for like trapping humans. Like what? How? <laughs> the, How? What? What? What DNA? The what, DNA what was- of Gary Kasparov. <laughs> Is in there along with <laughs> DNA of cuttlefish, of T Rex, of MacGyver. I think is in there as well at some points. Just like it is, it is crazy the ability that he he just comes up with the plan I, I and trap and improvise. It's insane. It, like BD Wong, right? That's his name. Yes, little BD in Wong. real life and in the film. Yes. Doctor um, BD Wong. Doctor BD Wong. That's the only difference in the yeah. film. His name's Doctor BD Wong. In real life, it's just BD Wong. That's right. Yeah. So I like he must have had a cauldron at some point and was just tipping in every bit of DNA he had left. Right. Like just like yeah, that'll do. Gary, get in there. Uh, we need a bit of your hair. Uh, who else? MacGyver. Richard yep. Dean Anderson. Richard Dean Anderson. Just not doing in. much. Come over. Yeah. Come on. Um, and then they create this thing, and then like literally at every point, some new power comes out that this thing has. Right? So at the start, it's like the thermal... Low, yeah, lowering his thermal body temperature so, so it doesn't show up on scanners. Yeah. Which, is... look, I mean, to be fair, Gary Kasparov's DNA showed up first because <laughs> before that, he had to leave scratches That's on right. the wall yeah. without, I, okay. for yeah. no one to notice. So first, like, first uh, um, DR pops out with the, the Kasparov, the Kasparov yeah. play. Yes. It's, uh, it's classic. The, yeah. Classic, classic opening move. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Superb. S- scratch to wall four. Scratch. <laughs> So at the one and a half hour point, 
uh, it's revealed that uh, she's an orphan. She's an orphan. Yeah. Uh, she yeah. was she was dropped off at an orphanarium. Orphanarium. That's that's what. Yeah, I mean, that's what they yeah, are, isn't it? Yeah, sure. Orphan house, orphan warehouse, the discount orphan warehouse. Discount orphan warehouse. Um, that's why her first name is Discount, that's and her <laughs> last name is Kieran Knightley. Kieran Knightley. Yeah, uh, it's a family name. Um, so she gets dropped off there, and she has a book, uh, purportedly from her father. Yeah. Uh, and this book has uh, a bunch of of maps and instructions in it about how to find um, the location of King Neptune's trident. And so she's on this big quest to try and find it. Um, we then learn, uh, and we haven't actually mentioned this character yet, but we learn that for some reason her father is Captain Barbosa. Yeah, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Rush's character. Yeah. For what? Yeah, like it's just, it's completely out of the blue. They're having a conversation, and he's like, Arr, what be your name? And she's just like, I'm named after the North Star, Kira yeah. Knightley. It's like, oh God, I had sex with a woman called Kira Knightley and I dropped her <laughs> this baby off at the orphanarium. Are they going to go down the sort of uh, DC route with the films and sort of use the whole, you guys are doing a lot of damage and it's costing no, us a lot. You know, the, the, point. the, the oh, only redeeming thing too. about this is that the thing they defeated was a giant monster made of gold. Yeah. So, like, at least... The, Actually, yeah, they'll be rich <laughs> the, the, now. They, they just mine the gold, yeah. and then they can use that money to, like, to rebuild the town. The, were they mining for gold? Like, was that... Who knows the, what they were doing in the quarry. Because, like, if so, that, that quarry company is bankrupt. Like, there's no gold left in that quarry. <laughs> so, like, the town is prosperous as all hell, but, like, that poor company... Has nothing the to do with The poor, uh, beleaguered mining companies. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> AJ, where are your priorities? <laughs> I got the sense with that film that every other actor had the script and they were doing the script, but then Tom Cruise was let in to just improv his way throughout the entire film <laughs> and just react. It, it's it's the Will Ferrell approach it to is, the yeah, filmmaking. It is. Like, it's like Will Ferrell shows up on set and he's just like, uh, there, are no, there are no lines for my character for any of these scenes. I was like, it's all right, Will, you <laughs> just improv it, just, just yeah. say your crazy lines yeah. and we'll cut around it. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. It's just like, I probably think it might be a better film if I had lines. It's like, no, it's all right, Will. We, we love you on Saturday Night Live. Just make up whatever we want. We'll cut a film around it. We'll make more, a film out of what you say. That's it. More cowbell. All you need to fix this film is a couple of scenes inter- intersliced throughout where they cut to that campfire and there's four <laughs> 10-year-old girls, girls telling, telling the story. The story. Uh, and it would be perfect, right? It would explain everything. <laughs> all the stupidity of this film would be absolutely just the fine. dancing montages like yeah, is, is there anything other than a 12 year old girl who would have put four separate <laughs> dancing montages in this film yeah. and speaking of the dancing montage we're going to go back to something that showed up in the mummy and there's something, something that showed up in pirates of the caribbeans which is just the magic magical powers. powers and and uh so chris hemsworth character uh, gets possessed at one stage mm-hmm. um by the antagonist ghost and well, suddenly has a yeah. bizarre assortment of of uh, powers. magic powers, mm. including being able to mind control an entire army yep. to essentially do like the Michael Jackson thriller dance. Well, they, were doing st- st- no, they were doing "Staying Alive." Weren't they? Stay- That's a yeah, BG song. Yeah, but I think I think they had that you know the arms in the, the air, kind of with like, the, yeah, yeah, and they were frozen there in that stance, and it's just sort of like no ghost had this power before yeah. and if you have the power to mind control people why are you not mind controlling the Ghostbusters to freeze in place like yeah. you've done with everyone else it just becomes this bizarre assortment of powers that they give characters to make scenes work which if the character actually had those powers would just defeat the good guys in, in I, a snap of the fingers exactly. it's just it's, it is absolutely crazy that this keeps showing up in films time and time again yeah. and, and the range of powers that he has as a ghost 
are difficult enough to, to <laughs> overcome anyway. Yeah. The only reason to have the mind control powers is to do another dance scene. Yeah, another I dance sequence just... montage. They have one that they move into the office. Um and I think uh, they it's like a Belle Biv DeVoe thing where yeah. uh, Kate McKinnon sort of dancing around with blowtorches and th- setting things on fire. They have another one where Mil- Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig are recounting the story of how they met, met and they're doing like a dance yeah, routine for the like, presentation. It's, it's a high school project. Um, they have another yeah. one after they capture their first ghost for the first time. Oh, yeah, and it's a great big one. celebration yeah. of them sort of dancing around. And then they do another one at the end, which is the mind control thing. Yeah. We've had enough dance montage. You don't need to give the ghost it's... another magic power just so you can throw another one in there so the midsection of the film they discover uh that there's a secret society of people who hunt down evil in the world mm. and try and understand it and control it or destroy it yes um yeah it, it essentially I can't remember what they've called it uh, uh like monster or... paradise yeah it was something <laughs> perineum <laughs> there's they've, they've <laughs> taken some latin words and turned it into like it's, some it secret like prodigally yeah prodigium Pro- prodigium prodigium that sounds that'll do i like perineum Procedu- i don't know yeah whatever perineum um, perineum is it uh and um they're just sort of like oh yeah evil exists all throughout the world mm. and yeah we've caught this mummy and she's pretty evil she's probably the most evil we found but there's pr- plenty of it around yeah and uh we're trying to destroy it all it's just like you, you've literally like built this thing up this mummy up to be super evil and the, the most uh threatening thing to the existence of the world and mm. then they kind of like oh yeah we've locked her up and we're going to do some experiments on her but it's no real yeah. big deal yeah, and, and it's just like really to, to establish this dark universe where there's lots of other monstrous creatures mm. you've taken a beat in the middle of the film just to sort of like um, yeah de-emphasize just how like how powerful this thing is it's yeah. like oh no it's alright we, we'll, we'll. It, it's, it's sort of like if you here's the example I can give you because this film is trying to be the Avengers, right? It's trying to set up the same kind of cinematic, cinematic universe, universe that yeah. Marvel and DC have. Uh, but if we take it to DC doesn't have a cinematic universe. Whatever. It, no, it do, it's it's rubbish. But let's say let's take Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight, right? Right. That would, the 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 way that this film does it would be like The Dark Knight playing out as it does currently, but in the middle of the film there's a section where suddenly Superman appears and Wonder Woman appears and the whole concept of Justice League is established and then we put that at one side and continue yeah. the rest of the film. And it's like, oh, you're, you're dealing with uh, the Joker or yeah. Bane mm. at the moment. Mm. They're pretty bad. Yeah. But there's a whole big a evil whole... world yeah. out there. Oh, you can... I mean, we're still going to spend the rest of the film dealing with your little problem. Yeah, but yeah. just bear in mind, just, yep, there's yep. a lot more mm. going on out there and what you're doing doesn't actually really yeah. matter Have you heard about... There's, there's this thing called Brainiac and Sinestro. I mean, you know that he's probably going to be evil. He's got the words sinister in his name but it's fine you deal with the joker doomsday a genetically engineered yeah. being from an alternate dimension yeah. who is more powerful than superman oh, yeah. Yeah. aliens exist as well you know it's oh, you've, not... you've, you're dealing with a, like a mentally oh, unstable guy dressed not... like a clown are you oh. does he have any superpowers is he an alien was no, he genetically no. modified no is he, he taking just... over the world or is oh, ju- oh just gotham oh, oh. It, not even okay. gotham just like just like two boats yeah. in the middle of the harbor yeah listen when you deal with the joker we'd like to experiment on him afterwards as well like if that's okay with you that's the mummy, right? Yeah. None of, it doesn't make any sense. And let's talk about this dark... There is... Let's talk about the dark universe, right? So they're setting up a collection of characters that will apparently appear in further films, of which I don't think there will be any because this film did terribly. Um, I, but, I reckon I reckon at least two of them go ahead. They're, really? That's, right, well, look forward to seeing those two is, films. Is, this, is it a, a bet that we're going to have? We're going to have like a, a tracker, like yeah, a, let's a do board? It. All right, let's bets. do it. All right, so All right. let's just say just... Uh, it has to be within the same this universe. Yes, this I mean universe. Uh, this one's very specifically at the start when the Universal logo comes across, yep. spins around, and it says 
Dark, Dark Universe. Universe. Yeah, which we couldn't tell if it was a production company or just literally telling you that this is a cinematic universe, but whatever. So here's the bet then, right? Um, the bet is that we will see two other films two. in this exact universe. So it can't Dark be universe. a reboot. It can't no. be a... Um, I can't know, include a, a the thing. Benicio Del Toro Wolfman. No, you cannot. Um, I can't include the uh, I Frankensteins. Yep. Uh, no, no. It, that it has to be has to be okay. this universe, right? And has to make explicit reference to this universe or officially be part of this canon. And then you win the bet. All right. And but for you to win, there has to be none. None. So In, if from they, now until if they make one. Yes. And, and do they have to be cinematic releases or can we go straight to video? I'll say straight to video is fine. So so like Scorpion King 4 straight to video yep, is totally still fine. technically it's still part technically of the Mummy part universe. Of it. That's right. fine. I'm happy to accept that. I'll even extend it even further. If it's a TV series. Or Netflix or whatever else is okay. out there. All right. I'll also accept that, but it has to be two. 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 Two additional ones, all right. Barry Nibbles. Come on. <laughs> do, a, do a bit of fighting down by the waterside, guys. <laughs> Barry Nibble like to get in some action. Water's nice and fresh down here. And no, it's all right. It's all right, Barry Nibbles. We're going to do most of our fighting over here on the land. <laughs> oh, come on down. Come on down the waterside, guys. Wouldn't mind a bit of fighting down by the waterside. <laughs> Have you considered digging a channel? At all. It's quite nice to have a bit of inland water. <laughs> Barry Nibbles. Barry Nibbles. He is my favourite character. I'm going to say it. He's, the fa- he's my favourite character of Jurassic World. I mean, there's there's very little to... to... There's, you can't hate him. That's, I mean, he's the hero, right? Yeah, he defeats... He is. He, he is. I mean, if he you think about hero. it, if he's not there, mm. uh, the old, old Dom, old DR, yeah. doesn't... Like, the, the T-Rex and the, uh, and the Velociraptor, mm. Bud's teaming up, Throwing yep. out, yep. still can't defeat it. They still yep. still need all Barry Nibbles to come yep. in and save the day. Yep. And like he doesn't even get a mention in the credits. I think no, he doesn't. I that's, mean, that's disgraceful. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. They're, they're, I mean, is it? I don't want to say whitewashing. Human washing. Human washing of it the is. credits. They've been doing it for years. It's insane. They've been doing it's, it. It's for disgraceful. Years. It's disgraceful. Um, I will say this though about uh, Barry McNibbles. Is that the only DNA that didn't get into Indominus Rex? Is that it just it? Is it just like, is Barry McNibbles just pissed question. off? Oh. How did a mosquito bite him? <laughs> just like... That's a good point. Barry <laughs> Nibbles, <laughs> I'm just floating on the surface of this water. Jesus, Jesus Christ, little mosquito. I'm just floating on the top of this water here. Enjoying the sunshine. It's so dark in the deep waters down there. And you came along, you bite me? You bite me right on the backside? That's not nice, little mosquito. <laughs> this is the moment that he was called Jack the Sparrow. Yeah, that he became and the pirate. One, once he did that, he earned the respect of all of his other pirate mates, and they mm. all come along and they put like a little uh, uh, token of appreciation, <laughs> and they're all his little affectations. They're his hat. Yeah. They're the weird stick that's across his face. Yeah. The, the beads that are dangling from his goatee. Yeah. And then also... Um, it's also supposed to be where he got the compass as well, because the yep. the captain of the ship gets hit by a cannonball. That's right. And yep. he gives the compass to him. He's like, "This compass yep. will show you the thing that you most desire. <laughs> Don't betray it." <laughs> like this weird thing. Is like, what was that thing at the well, end there? That's yeah. never never come up in any of the other films, yeah. except we've already seen that he's betrayed it and given it away yeah. um, earlier. So yeah. we're trying to write in that he was told that he shouldn't have done that. Yeah, because like a single throwaway line by a dying character is definitely the way you want to... Oh, a character that we've never seen before, by the way. He explains the magic of the world, why things are happening. You see the first shot of him uh, during that flashback and then literally 20 seconds later, he's dead. Yes. 
Uh, and apparently that's a pa- anyway. And he's had the compass the whole time. I, what's he been doing with it? Like, if it's the thing that he desires most, and he's been following it, how did it? How did it take him into a battle with a Spanish general who wants to kill all pirates? I I have to go back actually to the to that bit where they're giving him all his affectations, yeah. right? Uh, because you can kind of cast a thread, and don't hate me on this. I'm going somewhere. Um, that scene in Last Crusade, during the opening sequence when it's a flashback yes. to Indiana Jones's and youth, he, he gets and the, hat. the he gets yeah. his hat. Also, the whip scar is the scar with the, the scar whip. and the whip. Yeah, That's yeah. fine. That's a cute little fear thing. of snakes as well. If we're going sure. for every Indiana Jones affectation, sure. Being but at least that, in the one but at least sequence. that happens over a course of a big sequence, right? Yes. This would be like the pirates' equivalent would be like. The bad guy gives Indy the hat. Then he takes off his jacket and gives him that. Then he pulls off his whip, whip and gives him that. that. Uh, and then he says... Um, and he takes out his gun and says, use this in a fight scene if you have dysentery <laughs> while filming in Turkey. And, yeah. if, and some guy, just- if some guy is swinging a sword at you and you're not feeling up for it, just shoot him with this gun. Yeah. Uh, you need to just point it in this direction and you use the trigger to fire. That's what this was like. That makes total sense. So uh, immediate, sense, immediately but- <laughs> everyone's on board that Andy Garcia has done it. Yep. And it might be the slicked back oily hair. It might be the fact that <laughs> I'm not sure he knows that he's in the film. Yeah. There's there's a big sequence there, right? Where they're, they're trying to um, get him away. Yep. And uh, Abby Cornish, who plays 21's uh, Secret Service fiance, yep. um, fires a gun in the air and says, there's a gunman! Yep. And then tries to usher Andy Garcia into a getaway car. Yep. And he's just kind of like... St- Stumbling from like <laughs> scene to scene, kind of looking around, going, "Yeah, what, what am I doing? Where am I supposed to be going?" Yeah, so, yeah. like, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, they they said to Andy Garcia, "Oh, we're making this film called Geostorm. Do you want to take a tour of the studio? <laughs> just just wear a really nice suit." And he shows up, and and uh, and he's sort of like. He's just sort of like going from scene to scene. Yeah, this is this is really nice. Yeah. And then like the film comes out, and he's like, starring Andy Garcia. <laughs> and Andy Garcia had no idea he was in the so film. So he could t- potentially he has the same role that most executive producers have. Exactly. That, they yeah. were given a studio tour at some point, but they went further with Th- this it. This time just they cast th- him in th- the yeah, film. Yeah, they, they did that Bowfinger thing where they filmed him without <laughs> his knowledge and cut him into the film. So my plan is, I'm going to take control of this. Um, geo-satellite weather system that uh, the US and the rest of the world has developed. I'm going to set off a bunch of storms in a bunch of places. One of them will hit Florida, where the president is speaking. That storm will wipe out everyone there. And as a result, I, Secretary of State Ed Harris, will become president of the US. That is his plan. That's, I mean, that's what they assume his plan is. And I kind of have a secret idea that it's not Oh, really? Because, I mean, that doesn't make any sense. But that's his plan. That's- I mean, that's, that's what they say his plan is in the film. And granted, I think Ed Harris is like, secretly, I have a different plan, which we're not <laughs> going to explain in the film. Because really, what's the point of setting off a chain reaction if I only need just to like set off one weather event in Orlando? I, yeah. Like the rest of the Geostorm thing doesn't make any sense. And like, well, so it's, and then it's like, like genocide. And they kind of touch on the fact that like, we can wipe out all of America's enemies and America will once again be where it was in the 1940s, a, a, beacon, mm. a beacon of glimmering hope for the rest of the world instead of a bank instead of a bank that loans out money to other countries yeah. i think is, is, is it his explanation mm. i don't really think he wants to be president and they say that um 
so there's a, a traitor up on the space station who's a computer programmer mm. who's in, in like put the virus in the system to make everything work it's like oh you're gonna kill everyone on the planet wipe out everything out and it's like yeah but not the best bits and there's just to say they're saving the really good bits and you see then see a map of the world and uh pretty much most of australia isn't going to get hit <laughs> yeah. i'm like yeah that's yeah. right save the best bits save australia that's great and then i think yeah i think ed harris's plan is he just wants to move to australia he can't find a good excuse he's like the best reason that i can do to convince my wife to move to australia is if i destroy the rest of the world and then we can go settle on uh, up in sun- yeah, sunny se- queensland seems somewhere. Like it. yeah seems i think like that's his plan. secret plan yeah Will Isaac and AJ escape from the planet of evil Nazi dinosaurs? Will Dwayne The Rock Johnson finally agree to star in one of their films? Will Steven Spielberg sue us for using this music? Find out in part two of Movie Film Studios Best of 2017 podcast.